Hey guys, welcome back to Funny Blunt Truth. We're on episode 33. We have a special guest. We have Alejandro from DeadExplorer.com and the popular YouTube channel, Dead Explorer. Alejandro, you want to say hi to the audience? Hey everybody. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being on. Uh, Don's on a podcast, of course. Don? I'm here. <clears throat> All right. So <laughs> I know Don loves these, uh, Don. I do. Don loves these generic questions, but I have to ask because I want to know also, and the listeners want to know. So Alejandro, um, how did you even get into, uh, paranormal investigations? Well, that's, that's, that's a really good question. I mean, I wouldn't say it's, it's a generic because it really drives to the point of why I do what I do. And so I really chalk it up to a couple of things, but as far as the paranormal stuff, it definitely goes back to when I was very young. I was probably around five or six living in uh, Mexico City, where I'm orig- originally from. And um, I had an experience where I saw what I believe to be an apparition looking at me at my grandparents' home. It's something that uh, was very vivid. Uh, I, I know I wasn't dreaming. It was, it was you know, during waking hours. Like, oh, I woke up in the middle of the night and thought something. I, I for sure saw something very, very young that uh, I couldn't explain. And so that was the very big uh, first moment with, with my contact with the paranormal. And since then, um, you know, just through uh, curiosity, uh, always kind of wondering what's out there, what's possible – um, just having that kind of attitude to begin with, coupled with my experience, it just kind of seemed like a natural fit for me to go that direction. Mm-hmm. And um, when I finally saw the Ghost Hunt show on television, maybe about 10 years ago mm-hmm. when it first came out, uh, that's the first time I even realized that people did that. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, people did that. I don't know why they, it, it didn't why it didn't make sense to me or why I didn't think before that that's what people would do. Mm-hmm. But uh, kind of seeing on TV has actually made me realize that people did that. And just I just knew right away that's something I wanted to do for myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's a that's an interesting story. Is that the only time you've ever um had personal experiences like besides going on sites? Well, I just grew up basically in a in a household where the supernatural uh was almost a a, a common um topic mm-hmm. not so much where i lived someplace where it was very haunted but just uh, the first six years of my life i lived in mexico so you know for the first six years of my life uh, uh there was many ghost stories uh dia de los muertos was big like your own that was big i mean i just kind of grew up around that culture if you ever misbehaved uh, you know, they, the, the nanny would tell you that the kukui would come get you. And so ghost stores were even used to keep, keep kids in check. So, um, you know, I kind of grew up with that. And then an extension of that is that my, uh, you know, I grew up with, uh, people in my family who claim to have abilities to see things, um, that to predict things and to the effect that although my, my mother, who's a very stray and narrow person, uh, very serious. I mean, it's a great mom, but you know, does not very, doesn't really delve into 
topics of fantasy or things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but she would every once in a while would tell me if I ever felt like somebody was watching me to tell them to to stop or to leave that they don't have permission to to be where I was at. And um, then you know it's just kind of weird. You know it's kind of weird for your mom to tell you those type of things when you're growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know yeah I just had that kind of in the background and then. Uh, you know, I just grew up really, really interested in, 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 in ghosts and cryptids and UFOs and aliens and all that kind of supernatural paranormal stuff. I, 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 basically, uh, growing up, that's just something that I was always been fascinated with. So it's when I wasn't, although I wasn't ghost hunting per se, I was doing a lot of research, reading a lot of stories, a lot of books that were supposedly nonfiction. You obviously you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ancient aliens stuff, I would used to be I used to read about ancient aliens before there was even a show. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I've always been fascinated with those things. It's just kind of something that it's it's just part of who I am, I guess. Mm-hmm. The the Anunnaki, right? That's what they're called. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely the ancient astronaut theory. Well the the thing that I, I came across was uh the book Chariots of Fire, which is I heard about that. Yeah. And basically if, if you've ever seen Ancient Aliens, it's a book that, that they're always featuring on there. In fact, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in, in my library, so I'm sure I have it somewhere around here. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, even, you know, stuff like pyramids, ancient Egypt, um, even though I wasn't necessarily always just assuming there was something supernatural to it, but just the mysteries of, of, Lost civilizations or just history in the past is all that stuff I find very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I love to travel and I love to uh, document interesting things. Yeah. So something funny. Um, I don't know if you came across this on the, on the web, but, um, I think it was this year. It was pretty recent. They claimed to have found like, um, it was like a carved like stone that looked like a Nokia phone. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember that, Don? Did, did I tell you about that? I think I might have heard of it. And it, it sounds com- familiar. It, I swear. Oh, you did like, tell me about that. Sorry. Yeah, that it was found like in some ancient rock, a Nokia yes, phone. Yes. Like it, the carving, like the carving that would look like it. Like you would find like a cave painting yes. of something that looks like a buffalo, but it was like specifically <laughs> a Nokia. <laughs> it had keys and a screen. It was ridiculous. Like it even it was- had like it had uh, what was that game called going on? It was all. Um, what was the name where you pick it? Mine was it? Sorry, I just ruined that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you pick, or maybe it had solitaire running on it. No, but it was just the outside of the phone, though, right? Yeah, it was kind of like the shape of the phone, <clears throat> and I don't, I'm not sure if it's like fake or not, but I, but I think it's real. It was like a real carving, and it compared it to like an actual Nokia phone, like a side by side. It looked, it looked freaky, like just like it. So, um, I believe in stuff like that. I mean. Um, just the way they built the pyramids, I mean, there's a lot of questions that get brought up, you know, the, the engineering, like, you can't even fit, yeah. like, a piece of paper between the stones, and, and some of those stones weigh so much, is like, how did they even lift them up in the first place, well, you know, I, like. I think that was, that's, you know, a good point, because there's a lot of people that say, even with modern machines, that we couldn't build, uh, the pyramids as precisely as they did. Right. But, but anyway, <clears throat> back to the, the paranormal, um, but I'm actually, honest. can I, can I lead in on a question actually go, on that? Because go ahead. now Alejandro said that he's interested in, uh, in aliens as well too. Um, is that something that you feel like you're also going to investigate, uh, more of rather than just paranormal is like aliens and, uh, like UFOs and stuff? Yeah, that's, you know, I've thought about it. That's a really good question. You know, I've thought about it. I mean, I, I've on occasion gone to some places like I have visited, uh, Roswell, New Mexico, but more of us, uh, of a tourist, 
than, you know, on the job or quote unquote job of, of trying to document stuff. So sometimes some of those things I'm interested in, I just partake in as somebody that, that is a fan of, of that topic more than, you know, trying to go out there and, 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 and focus my attention on it. Although I have thought about it, I think probably the thing that I would logically be the easiest for me to do next is maybe, uh, looking for maybe something like Bigfoot. Uh, I've been very close to doing, pulling the trigger on something that a couple times through, uh, contacts that I have in that community. Uh, but you know, the ghost, the ghost stuff is also keeps me pretty busy as well. And it, it, it's the one thing out of all those that I think I have the biggest passion for. So I think that's why I definitely go that way. Mm-hmm. So before I get into the second question, Alejandro, I just, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to go back to the apparition, um, just real quick. Did it look like a person or did it look like something else? Like, could you, like, did it look like you were looking at an actual person? Yeah, it, it, it definitely looked like I was looking at an actual person. And so to kind of just give you a little bit more detail, I was at my grandparents' apartment in Mexico City because, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Mexico City uh, and how it looks, well, just kind of picture any other big city, San Francisco, uh, New York. You know, there's a lot of apartments. There's a lot of high rises. And so my grandparents lived in, a, in an apartment and I was uh, actually in the bathroom, um, uh, you know, by myself. And uh, I looked out a window and what looked well, what I could see was basically a woman's face with some kind of veil or, or almost like a, like what a nun would wear uh, over her head uh, looking in. And so, you know, I can remember that so vividly. And, and the thing that after that actually becomes more of a blur is what happened after that because I, I remember running out of the bathroom and I remember obviously telling people that I seen it but, you know, I just don't remember how people reacted. I don't know if people said, oh, you're seeing things or, or, you know, stop it. Or at that part, at that part, it's, the memory gets real, you know, hazy, Fuzzy. but mm-hmm. yeah, but, um, I definitely remember it. And so, uh, uh, you know, we moved to the United States when I was six. Um, and then I went back to Mexico in 2000. 2000, 2001, somewhere around then. And, uh, it'd probably been the first time in 16 years that I've been to, uh, to that apartment. And that's actually the first thing I went to look for. I w- we walked in, I walked into the front door of the apartment and I went straight to that bathroom. I wanted to take a look out that window and what I kind of connected as an adult, which I did not really connect as a child is that, um, this is actually the first time I was actually able to look directly out that window and that window is uh what's a dead drop into a little courtyard in the middle of the apartment building mm-hmm. so as an adult i realized that um that there would have been no way possible for something to be standing outside that window it would have to have been floating <laughs> so um let's say it's strings that's definitely a little freaky <laughs> Yeah, but you know, the memory, so it's, it's hard because so part, some parts are so vivid and some parts are not because, you know, you're basically going back to a memory that's very old. And then as a, as, as, as an investigator, and we haven't really talked about, you know, investigating, I'm sure we will, but you know, just, I'm basically pretty skeptical when it comes to most stuff that people claim. Although I've had experience and I do investigations and I love it, I, I'm, I, I go in from the point of view that I, 
will try to debunk whatever I can and try to find rational explanation for most for whatever I can, mm-hmm. uh, in hopes that if I, if, if I do that, whenever I do experience something, and to me, it's something really legit. And so, um, the skeptical part of me looks back, thinks back and wonders, you know, was it my imagination? What was it? And, you know, what exactly cost me to see that? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, at this point in my life, I'll just never be able to answer that. I think that that probably makes for like a great investigator because, uh, you go in not trying to find something, you go in trying yeah. to like disprove things first. And, uh, whatever you do find, it's more likely factual, like something that can be explained. Um, <clears throat> more often than not though, do you find that it is something like piping or mice or wood creaking and weird stuff like that or? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, most of the time, I'd say about 90% of the time, it's either something logical or, or something doesn't even happen while I'm there. So maybe the, the client, the owner of the property, somebody who's had the experience tells you they experienced something and you're just there and it just doesn't happen for you, mm-hmm. which is, which happens a lot. And, and the flip side of it is that when things do happen, uh, a lot of times you, you, you figure out some, you try to figure out something. So yeah, I'd say majority of the time things are not paranormal. No. Um, I think that, sorry, ahead. continue, sorry, continue. No, go, go for it. I was going to say, I think this is a good point for me to ask. What's, and, and, you know, we've seen your YouTube videos, but what is, when you talk about going there and you experience something, what's like the wildest shit that's ever happened to you? <laughs> you want the craziest there? story, huh? Yeah. They, I mean, I know it's a bit early in the episode, but I'm so no, curious. You're going I just to want to hear somebody be like, yo, you know, there was this like eight foot tall deer that was on fire coming out of the woods, <laughs> like shooting lasers out of their eyes or something. I think if that happened, I'd probably retire at that point. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you'd probably be a millionaire. I mean, if you caught that on video, you know how yeah. damning that evidence would be. <laughs> That'd be something. No, I think the coolest, I mean, there's a lot of different things. I mean, to me, some things are cool. Some things are freaky. So, you know, there's definitely different ways I can answer that question. But I I think on face value, probably the scariest thing that's ever happened to me on an investigation has actually happened about three or four years ago at a place called Gonzalez County Jail. Uh, which was a jail in the 1800s, uh, where hangings took place. Mm. And, uh, in one of the rooms were, uh, which was, which was called the lunatics room. And I, I, I know more history about it, but to keep the story short, um, I was in there with another investigator and, uh, the investigator started acting like he was getting choked. What? Uh, his, he, yeah, he started killing over. He started get making a really physical gagging sound. Um, I was, you know, yelling for other people to come join us. I was trying to get him out of the building and, uh, what we run him out and he says, something's choking me. Something's choking me. And his, I mean, his eyes are, are bloodshot red. He's got tears running down his eyes. It was really freaky stuff. And in his mind, it really was a ghost. You know, if you ask him even now, you know, Jay, what happened to you that night? He will tell you it was a ghost. And it's crazy. And, and because, you know, and it really is, a, it's a personal experience for him. It's a personal experience. I mean, it doesn't prove that ghosts exist. It doesn't prove that the paranormal exists, but mm-hmm. for him, it's a personal experience and at a face value. And, and, you know, for him, it's going to be what it is for me. Um, even if it wasn't paranormal, it's a very scary moment. We had an investigator that was having something, you know, really bad happening to them. So that'll, even without the, 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 the supernatural side of it. Yeah being a possible factor it's just scary you know you mm-hmm. just going through that it's scary you're not prepared for that you don't expect that and that actually kind of changed my way of 
performing investigations because it's kind of one of those things where once you get hit in the stomach once, you know, you kind of don't feel so invincible. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it was definitely scary. It, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily proved that's paranormal, like I said, but, you know, as far as trying to debunk what it could have been, you know, some of the comments on the YouTube video, are like, well, it's allergies. Well, I don't think it's allergies because that jail actually is a museum. People go there during the day. They mm. do tours. They bring buses <clears throat> of kids there during the day, believe it or not. Mm. So I don't always associate that place to be some bad, evil places because that thing happened to Jay. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't think they would be operating if somebody could have that kind of allergic reaction. So I think you can so pretty much, you know, rule out allergies. How messed up would it be if like Mike Tyson dies and doesn't pass on? <laughs> and he just like starts, <laughs> that'd be a you know, bad ghost to, to hit you. <laughs> you know, when I first started, I have a funny story about Mike Tyson. When I first started on Twitter, I, I, I was going to South by Southwest. I don't know if y'all heard of that. Uh, it's like yeah. a big, a big event in Austin. And I just, mm -hmm. I thought I'd be really cool and start a Twitter account to be hip, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, 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 you know, I was trying to tweet stuff and I, I think one of the tweets I did was Mike Tyson was going to be there. I actually met him. Mm -hmm. Uh, was Mike Tyson, it was supposed to say Mike Tyson is signing. Uh, autographs today. Yeah. But instead, uh, because of autocorrect on my phone, it said Mike Tyson is singing autographs today. Oh. And all, all of a sudden, these tweets just like, I just, I, I, I didn't know nothing about Twitter. I mean, like I've been on a day. All of a sudden I'm like, I'm blowing up. I'm like, oh wow, I did something really cool, you know? Yeah. Instead of like half of America making fun of me because I said Mike Tyson singing autographs, which I really don't know what's so funny about that. To be honest with you. Well, it's the internet. <laughs> Anytime you can make one small voice. grammatical error, everybody's going to jump on that. Oh, so they jumped on it. And then, so that was my really first popular, I guess, tweet of all time. Um, probably more popular than any tweet I've ever done since then. That's, that's one way to really is. lead in, though. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a pretty good opener. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's funny. I saw him at uh, – I did see him. I got his autograph because I did go to the signing. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, hey, uh, you know, I did this tweet today. And he actually retweeted it. Mike Tyson retweeted it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I don't know if he retweeted thinking I was saying signing. And I think his retweet's actually what got everybody else to see it, not because I had, I had I had no followers. He retweeted it. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, hey, I tweeted about you this morning. You retweeted me. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and I thought he was blowing me off because you know how people will say something, but they're like looking over your shoulder to, you know, next person come sign. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking away and all of a sudden I hear Mike Tyson saying, but I like to sing. And so that's that, hilarious. It was really funny because we actually had walking into a, a, a but a I like to sing Alejandro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is what he said. You know, they made a fake ring in the middle of the convention center. You had to climb up into the ring to get the autograph. You had to climb out of the ring to get out. And I'm climbing out, going down the steps, and that's when I hear him yell that. So I was like, mm. "Oh, you remembered!" Oh my god! So, so uh, I thought that so was funny. Now so you know my, for sure. Now you know for sure that if Mike Tyson dies, he's not passing on. He is gonna just mess with you. <laughs> he, every every investigation you you're gonna you're gonna go on. You're gonna hear him go, "Hey, but I like seeing him." Like, you know. <laughs> it's kind of surreal, but um, I love Mike Tyson. I don't know if you watched Mike Tyson uh, Mystery Team. But, no, I love uh, him too. Actually, he's... you should watch it. It's on uh, it's on Adult Swim. It's a cartoon. Mm. Uh, uh, it's like Mike Tyson and a Scooby Doo team. It's a cartoon, mm. and mm. the funny thing is he's in on the joke. So you know, um, oh, it's actually uh, him doing it. it no, it, yeah, it's him. It's him. It's on. It's um, <clears throat> it's called Mike Tyson's Mystery Team, and it's mm. a cartoon. And he voices himself, <laughs> and uh, he based off mysteries like Scooby Doo. 
but it's always, you know, really effed up one way or another because yeah. it is a Mike Tyson cartoon show. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is he's in on the joke. So he obviously he gets it to this, yeah. to, you know, he gets it and he, and he goes with it and he runs with it. I think kind of like he did in the hangover, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and it's just hilarious. You should, you should go look it up. Go to Adult Swim, look up Mike Tyson mystery team. I'm going to check it well, out. I, I like Mike Tyson because uh, he he seems like a pretty uh you know gen- kind of like what you see is what you get with him. Um, so you know you know a really funny side story here is that Bradley Cooper was saying that he was one of the most well prepared actors he's ever witnessed. Really, and I think it was the thing is that Mike Tyson was probably nervous to perform mm-hmm. when he went in to do his like one or two lines, mm-hmm. and he said he was so well prepared he knew all of his lines ready to go. He said he was more well prepared than some of the actors he works mm-hmm. with. <clears throat> wow. There's like this old story with um. Mike Tyson, uh, I think it was Robin Givens and like Brad Pitt and she was like hanging out with Brad Pitt and I believe Brad Pitt, Pitt talked about this story. He was like just terrified. He thought Mike Tyson was going to kill him because like he, he just like, um, popped up out of nowhere and saw like, uh, Robin Givens and him hanging out and, and he basically told, uh, Brad Pitt, get the hell out of here because he was going <laughs> to hurt, hurt him or something. <clears throat> anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> on, to the, on to the next Ghost. question. Um, so Alejandro, you brought up like comments like on Twitter and like YouTube. Now, do you encounter more, um, skeptics and non-believers or people that, that, um, agree that there's something out there besides, you know, there's like an afterlife and ghosts? I think there's a, uh, definitely a fair share of, of both camps. Um, you know, there's people who are fans of the show. That are always, you know, they're going to be the same ones commenting, you know, day in, day out. And, uh, you know, they're the ones who usually either they believe or they don't believe, but they like the way the show is presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're a fan of what I do, regardless of the fact of their own personal pants, which is actually, you know, what, uh, what I'm most proud of that there's people who don't believe but still watch the show, which is, you know, what I think makes the show different. It's the cool thing about being on YouTube and making the show for myself and being independent mm-hmm. is that I can present it however I want to. And I know that there's going to be people out there who are going to appreciate that. Uh, but then, you know, there's also the skeptics and there's people who are specifically looking to find videos like mine to, to troll and, and, you know, to, well, that's, make that's fun just. That's, but that's, that's just you said the yeah. word. That's just a troll. Then that's just no, like that's somebody just being an ass on the internet. But you yeah. know, I mean, you know, it's really funny that somebody. I mean, it's it's so funny that there's going to be people that are skeptical and and they go out of their way to find ghost hunting videos just to tell you how they're skeptical about it. You know, yeah, but yeah. but you know, I, I don't have a problem with skeptics. Like I said, I myself am pretty skeptical. Um, I get you know. Uh, I, I love when people send me messages. Uh, I get, uh, you know, emails and messages through social media accounts all the time. Mm-hmm. And I try to respond to, you know, all of them that I can, but you know, there's some, some with really outlandish claims. So they'll send me a picture. <laughs> I just don't see what they see. And, yeah. you know, it's it, even my, even for me, I can't always agree with everything. Mm-hmm. I see out there, but you know, skept- I'm fine with skeptics. I, I think skeptics are important. I think it keeps people grounded. I think that, um, those are actually the people that we need to prove to the most that, uh, if there is paranormal, that it does exist and mm-hmm. they'll be the ones who will, you know, will need to persuade those who believe already. They're going to believe there's some, there's going to be believe there's ghosts no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually the people who don't believe that, uh, you know, who, who the research is going to have to impact the most 
to to you know I guess to prove once and for all that there might, that there's something out there other than what uh, we accept as normal. So do you do you wholeheartedly believe that there is ghost? Yes, absolutely. And you're just doing this as like a hobby, or are you unsure? And you know you're doing this to prove it, or for some other reason. <laughs> Well, it's 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 complicated question because it's a little bit of of everything you said. I mean, uh, I, I do it mainly because I love it, and 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 the reason I have to say that is because, you know, it's something I've been doing, you know, with the YouTube videos now for I think six years, and uh, you know, it's it's something I've just done because I love doing it. I haven't I wouldn't be able to do it for six years over. You know, I think 150 videos, unless it's something I really love to do, because you know, um, it's a lot of work, and uh, and it'd be really hard to do it if I wasn't into it. Uh, now, as far as like, do I wholeheartedly believe that there's ghosts? It's it's I still it's a it's a real personal question. It's kind of a hard one to answer. Uh, I guess the best way for me to answer, though, is to say that you know, initially, I went in not knowing what to expect. I kind of started seeing that most, as I expected though, that a lot of things weren't, were, you know, could be debunked or had a logical explanation. But, um, there, you know, law of averages says if you go to enough haunted places enough times, eventually, you, if there is something, you'll run into it. And there has been, uh, a, a, a few times now that I've run to something that I cannot explain. And, uh, and, 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 to the point that if I, since I can't explain, I can't tell you for sure if it's a ghost or, mm-hmm. or, you know, people think maybe there's alternate dimensions. People think there might be some scientific behind it about, you know, frequencies that we can't see. I mean, there's a lot of different explanations for what it could be, but what I can't say for sure is that I have experienced things that cannot be explained. And, uh, and I, and I can say firsthand that I've had, I have had those experiences. So Don is, uh, Don's all about those alternate dimensions, right, Don? Yeah. Well, I think I'm about, I'll tell you what, I'm about repeatable, verifiable evidence. So I'm one of the skeptics you talk about, but I do not troll the internet. I will say, I know those people that do, um, you know, and I watched, I've watched ghost programs before. I watch everything though, but I, I also, just to make a personal statement, believe that, you know, there can be an open, uh, discussion about things, whether you believe one way or the other, you know, it's kind of why we have the podcast. But, um, uh, what was the original question? Sorry, where are we going? Down? <laughs> am I a whole, am I a wholehearted believer? Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah. and that's the thing. So I would always do it, but the, the, about, sorry, it was about the dimensions and stuff. So I always wonder that if, if, if ghosts are possibly just something from another, you know, if they were a four dimensional creature, we would only see something akin to a sliver in our world of them. Um, right. I'm just not sure. The, the hard part, you know, for if you did find anything, I think the hard part would be to have uh, repeatable, falsifiable evidence. You know how you have, like, let's say, um, you know, you catch a ghost walking in front of a camera. But um, I think, you know, you would need to really have something in order to completely, you know, trounce any skeptic or whatever it is to have something that's repeatable where you can go into the room. You can say, we're going to do this and we see a ghost every single time. Um, which would be awesome. But yeah, no, if it was a dimensional thing, I'm not even sure if we'd ever even be able to. Well, you know. I mean, there's absolutely, you know, the, at the end of the day, as, as with what I do, and a lot of people ask me, you know, about skeptics and, 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 you know, the other end of the spectrum is that you, you, that I have investigated with people that to them, everything's paranormal. Everything's a ghost, you know, every little thing that happens that, that their mind goes straight 
to it's a ghost a ghost costed and <laughs> and that's the 100 percent truth so I, i've i've worked with people both in both into this a spectrum <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know at the end of the day is there's really no right or wrong way to ghost hunt uh if there was there would be that kind of proof that you're describing that something that would have already proven for without a doubt to everybody that you know something maybe a ghost or paranormal exists and since that hasn't happened there really is no right or wrong way to investigate um Mm -hmm. because if there was everybody would be doing it and we'd be getting the same results every time Mm -hmm. you know um as far as kind of like getting something kind of you described i mean in my mind i'm on you know that that would be something almost to the point you would need some kind of technology that doesn't exist now right uh, yeah. a, a lot of the stuff that happens when it does happen um it's 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 uh very spontaneous well, and so you, you know the the and, and especially when it comes to video because video is going to be the hardest thing because sometimes i have seen things with my eyes guys uh, but, uh, not had a, a camera pointed at that direction. Cause sometimes that's by the time you realize you've seen something, mm-hmm. you can't react enough fast enough to put your camera there when that thing's now already gone. Yeah. To and, load it up, to turn it on, to hit the record button. Although one of the things that I've been working on, uh, and talking about, I guess, technology and bringing it full circle is that, you know, I have now started, um, on investigation shooting, uh, 360 degree videos. Oh. Oh, that'd be awesome. cool. That'd and, be terrifying. <laughs> and, and yeah, I put up three videos so far, and I have like three or four more that that I'm really um, looking forward to sharing. But the thing is, is that like I said, I have had experiences where I have seen things. Now, not to the effect of what I saw as a kid, where you see something that looks like a, a person walking through, you know, a room. But um, on a couple occasions, I have seen uh, light. Orbs, not the kind that people will document by taking a flash photograph and then look or a video and maybe they're capturing dust or something. Talking about real lights that are in the same room or the same area as you that show up Mm. and disappear. And I have seen that uh, a couple times and a couple couple other times I have seen uh, what is a more of a shapeless, formless a uh, white uh, texture figure that um, would appear to have no feet, uh, but just kind of move in and out of sight. And, you know, there's a couple of theories about what we can see in our peripheral <laughs> and why our eyes see stuff in the peripheral and why our eyes could confuse things. So I, I realize there's logical explanations for those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the great, the thing is the cameras just didn't capture them because the camera wasn't pointing there. So my goal, my hope is with the 360 degree cameras is that if I do see something like that, the camera will capture it because it's shooting everything in every direction at the same time. No. And at this, and at the same time for a skeptic, um, they'd be able to see what's going on all around you so in real time yeah so they so it'd be hard for somebody to you know fake evidence so i really think that it increases the probability of catching something um you know on camera yeah and and so i'm really excited about that and those are little steps forward that could actually really help increase the odds of catching something substantial now (laughs) you were talking about technology i think it's actually a good point to jump over to asking you um we actually had a amateur uh I don't want to say ghost hunter. What is it? Paranormal investigator. Yeah. And he had all types of like electromagnetic uh, registers, and you know, I don't, I don't know. Was it thermal cameras? He had, he had a couple different, sure. uh, he had a couple different tools at his disposal. What do you use exactly? <laughs> 
Um, well, when it comes to ghost hunting equipment, ghost hunting tools, there's definitely some tools that a lot of investigators will use. Um, uh, you know, I, I do have equipment. Uh, but when it comes to equipment, things like K2s, which are electronic magnetic field, um, sensors and, uh, you know, you, you just said thermal imager. I think really all of what it boils down to is that all ghost hunting equipment, uh, is open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever you use, kind of your interpretation of what you're getting, it's really going to impact whether or not you think it's something that can be debunked or if it's something that can be, that, that's automatically a ghost. Like I said, there's people who will always assume that anytime a ghost on, piece of ghost on tool goes off, uh, that it's going to be a ghost. But, uh, for me, I, I do appreciate the tools. I have a, you know, I have a couple in my arsenal. Uh, I, whenever I investigate with other people, you know, they'll use what they have and I'm okay with that as well. But, you know, again, it's just going to be, it's, it's really open to interpretation. Those, those, they're all open-ended. Um, and so when I do have, um, uh, some kind of, something that I, that I capture that I feel with a ghost on tool that's substantial, uh, to me, it has to be really substantial because I, I know that really, it could be anything. So I look for mm-hmm. things, like you said, that are repeatable, um, that, um, kind of can't be explained. And once I get to that point, then something I capture with a gun hunt tool can be maybe something worth noting. Uh, but that's, that's few and far between. And I really, I really have to be comfortable with saying that one of those tools captured something substantial before I'll share it on, on, on the video. Mm-hmm. And then at the same note, whenever I share it, I also let people make up their own minds about what I'm sharing with them, and I'm okay with that. That's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, uh, there's there, like, like we talked about haters, we talked about skeptics. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. Even if I caught something really great, there's just going to be somebody. Oh, that's that, fake. That's Adobe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's okay. So all I can do. Is then just go hunt for myself mm-hmm. and go hunt for find the answers that I'm comfortable with, not trying to find things that um, would, uh, to 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 impress other people or mm-hmm. to amuse other people. Just find things that I'm happy with, mm-hmm. and 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 then share that and let people decide for themselves what they think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since I'm mostly skeptical, a lot of the stuff I share. A lot of times I don't share a lot of things. And one of my most viral video, the one that got, you know, a million views, um, nothing happened. And then the video, it even says, although nothing happened that night, staff still believes the place is haunted. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, nothing happened in the video. Yeah. It's the video that's the most viral. So, uh, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. proof that mm-hmm. the videos don't have to have made up evidence or gimmicks or jump scares or anything like that for the video to be appreciated or for, for the investigation to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's kind of how I operate and I just take it as is. And so I think people who watch my videos when they say, Oh, Alejandro thinks this is something that's noteworthy, not to talk in third person or anything, but, but you know what? If I do, if I do, if I do All the ca- cool kids do. Yeah. If, if, if it is something noteworthy, then they know if those who know me and who've been following me over the years know that it's something that must be, they, I think they should look at closely as well. Because they know I don't really go there that often. Yeah. Now I gotta say, Alejandro, like I, I love uh, your approach, and um, you just seem like very grounded. You know, you don't yeah. seem like you're swayed towards 
you know, uh, either side kind of like, um, trying to prove or trying to disprove. You, you just want to, you, you just seem like you just want to investigate. And like you said, like for your own curiosity. Um, <clears throat> but I have a question. Do you have something, Don? No, it's all you, man. Okay. So, um, Alejandro, um, what types of, you know, in your experience and in your, in your study and, um, what types of like, uh, apparitions are there to like look out for and why, why would they like linger around and kind of mess with people or like, uh, haunt? Well, you know, a, a lot, when it comes to hauntings and the, the activity that people experience, a big part of what plays to it, in my opinion, with my experience, is is it's what goes on between your own ears you know what's going on inside your head um i think on face value um i think that there with my experiences there are things that happen at people's houses or people's work people's business but um uh, are they bad are they good I, that's when you people have to take step back and take Look at things at face value. You know, uh, I get emails from people that are just freaking out that, you know, that something's happening in their house. Is it going to hurt their kids? Is it going to, uh, is it going to hurt them? They're, that nobody believes them, that they're telling their friends and nobody, you know, that, that they're calling them crazy. And there's people out there with, who are really in a bad spot emotionally because something's happening in their house. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times I'll just tell them, look, you know, just take a step back. Um, ask yourself, is anything really bad happening to you? Is anything really bad happening to your kids? Because it's just not going to be the stuff from movies. It's not going to be something that's going to come and grab you and drag you up into a corner. And, you know, there's people who say they have experiences like that. I've never had an experience like that. I mean, the closest thing to it is Jay getting choked and I still don't even know if that's paranormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you know, the, the advice I give to people who have those kind of experiences is look, just, if it is there, just realize it's there not because of you or not because it's attracted to you. It's just there because it is, you know, mm-hmm. and just live, live around it, live with it, you know, don't, don't make it into something that it's not. And that's really the most powerful piece of advice I can give anybody who's having activity in their homes is, is don't let your own imagination or your own interpretation of what it is create something that's not there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's creating something that's, that's not. Yeah, well, thanks. But I mean, you know, I, I, I think sometimes people are creating things that are not there to the extreme that there's actually nothing there. You know, mm-hmm. they think their house is haunted, but there's five, six, seven different reasons for why they're experiencing that. None of them are paranormal. And then there's people who are ha- do have stuff. But their own imagination makes it worse than it is, you know. Oh, you know, a door closes, so the boogeyman's here. Well, yeah. maybe something it can't does be a draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and maybe it is a ghost. But if that's the worst thing it's doing, then is it really going to harm you? Probably not. So, mm-hmm. so you're you not know. afraid. You're not afraid then of getting injured. Then possibly like getting, you know, going into room and seeing a, a ten foot tall donkey <laughs> with lasers shooting out of his eyes or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. I'm usually not scared, but I'm also not dumb enough to assume that nothing, that nothing bad won't happen to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like in life, you know, I could go and drive my car and be in a really yeah. bad car accident. I could go somewhere or something and be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So that whole wrong place, wrong time thing, I, I realized could just happen in, in an investigation. So, 
I don't let it scare me just the way I wouldn't, I wouldn't be scared of the wrong thing, wrong place, wrong time happening to me anywhere else in my life. So it's just an extension of who I am during the day. But obviously at the same time, I, I, I try to be careful. I think you, you, just like anything else, you take precautions for the worst case scenario. So like if I am driving, what do I do? I put on my seatbelt, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I Is don't text anything? it. I don't text and drive. So when I, I investigate, it's kind of the same thing. I don't necessarily assume anything bad's going to happen, but I take a couple precautions, mm-hmm. you know, across for, you know, religious superstitious, uh, mm-hmm. superstition. Uh, I say a prayer at the end of the investigation for nothing to come home with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily because I'm worried about it, but better be safe than sorry, you know? Right. Yeah. I would, I would do the same thing. I would have like 20 crosses on me. Are you me, kidding me? I'd have garlic around my neck. I'd, uh, I'd do whatever. That's some what... silver bullets on my pocket. <laughs> Well, that's kind of that's, yeah, it's that's werewolves, was, but you know what I mean. That's what I was going to ask: is like, is there any precaution for that stuff? And uh, it's interesting. I, I guess that does make sense. Now you know, think about it. They've done that in movies with holy water and crosses. Man, I would literally bathe. I think in holy water when I got out of something. Because so, I mean, for me at least, you know, I talked about this on the last show. Um, you know, I, I get scared in those scenarios. Not scared, but. You know, your brain goes into that place when you're in like, uh, you know, a dark haunt, not haunted, let's say just a dark abandoned building that could be, you know, I think your mind starts to play tricks on you. Right. Um, so yeah, I would do everything under the sun. I wouldn't want, God, could you imagine something like that following you home? Do you think, you think that's an actual like possibility, uh, possibility, sorry, Alejandro, um, that something could actually tag onto you and, and get back to your normal life? Well, I think that if I'm doing what I do, and I'm open-minded to think that anything is possible, then I have to think that's possible as well. I mean, I, it would be an extension of me being open-minded that I might, that I might experience something. Uh, so I, that's why I do the precautions that I do. I mean, I had a friend of mine, uh, Javier, who told me that one time he went to an, a place three hours from his house to do an investigation and that a little girl followed him home, mm-hmm. that he would hear the little girl, that he actually would see her. The little girl's shadow following him through his house. Oh no. Oh and no. That, so, so then one day he just said, that's it. We're going, we're, we're taking you back. So he said that he told the spirit, we're going, we're going back home, mm-hmm. that he drove three hours to back to that place. He pretended that he was talking to the spirit the whole entire time, that he opened the door, said, get out. This is your home. Drove back home and it stopped. Wow. And so when I hear stories like that, I'm always like, what is the motivation for somebody to make that up? What is the motivation for somebody that's a friend of mine right. to, 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 to lie to me unless so, he really believes it happened? And so I think he really does believe that happened. Now, was I there like you, uh, Don? I wasn't there. So how do I know it's true? You know? Yeah. But, but, I, would, I, but I, would, I think he I believes it. Mean- yeah, I don't mean to interrupt, but what would be the motivation of the ghost to follow it? Or is that just some kind of like latency I mean, thing? Boring, like, dude. I, I, you know, and that's the, the, and really at the end of the day, who, nobody has those answers. You know, people can claim to have those experiences, but for me to tell you that I can definitely tell you an answer for why that would happen, I can't. I really yeah. can't. You know, if I did, then I, I would at the same point be able to tell you, like I said, how to catch a ghost every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's a personal experience that somebody has. For me, the reason why I prepare for that happening and why I say prayer is not necessarily because I think the prayer is the thing that has control over ghosts. It's just the thing that brings me comfort. So I just go by something that's comfortable for me, something that gives me peace of mind that 
that is going to somehow help. And it's not, but it's not the right way to do it. It's just what works for me. For somebody else, it might be something else. And for some other people, the other on the other end spectrum, they're in their minds, they're looking for the bad thing. There's people out there who claim to be demon hunters. There are people out there who claim that they can clean houses. And I'm like, that's great. If that's what you want to look for and that's the kind of experiences you want to have as a person, if that's the kind of stuff you want to dwell on, I guess, to each their own. For me, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in thinking that there's bad things. I'm not looking for bad things. It's just not the way I, it's not the way I'm not, it's not the way I roll, you know? And, you know, now if they're right, obviously that would be scary. And then at that point, you know, I guess like anything that happens in life, you would get, you would have to deal with it. <laughs> but, but, um, but you know, that big scary room, instead of letting my imagination get out of control, that there's something there, that's probably the part that I have been able to say for sure that I've trained myself where I do take steps within myself with experience, with talking to myself, with done it, doing it enough times that I can shut that off. And therefore, I don't, I, I don't let my imagination play tricks on me and make things happen that just aren't there. So mm-hmm. that is something I can say for certain by approach or technique. I have gone to the point where I try to eliminate that from happening. Mm-hmm. And that's more logic than superstition. You know what I mean? I can, I can only imagine just being a demon hunter. I mean, like, Oh, geez. It, I mean, yeah, if that, figured all up, that. You, yeah, I know. Cash. You, like, that's what I'm saying. Like the one dude had a girl follow him home and that would be enough to cause me an aneurysm. Forget like you wake up in the morning. It's like, good morning. You know, from that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't need a Zazel in bed with me. That's that's cool. Well, you know, yeah. I followed one of those demon hunter one time on an investigation um, with another guy. He and I basically just filmed it. And I mean, me and this guy, my my other cameraman Roger, were just looking at each other the whole entire time, just rolling our eyes and you know, kind of giving each other side looks. And you know, we kind of just we were really entertained, and it actually made a really interesting video. It was actually kind of fun, but at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of like we were, I mean, the thing is, is this, and this applies a lot to a lot of investigators. And I don't think this is a bad thing, but for a lot of people, what goes on in this is basically an escape. You know, they, they, they work a job Monday through Friday. Uh, maybe it's a job they don't like. Maybe they're in a relationship they're not happy with, whatever. But on that night that they go to that haunted place, they're a ghost hunter and things are going to happen and they're going to be, they're going to be there and they're going to capture it. And it's an escape. It's an escape. They become somebody who they're not in everyday life. They become somebody that's, a, you know, an adventurer seeking stuff. And to me, it's like LARP people who LARP or people who, who cosplay, they become a character. And I find a lot of times for these investigators, and even these demon hunters, they're just kind of become this persona that makes them feel like, feel good. You know, they, they become somebody who they want to be. They, they, it's their escape. And I think, th- and I think that's okay. You know, I can kind of laugh about it, but I would never knock somebody for knock doing somebody, it. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we all, we're all in the same place. We all work hard. We all earn our money. We all work 
you know, I have two kids, I have a wife, I have a lot of responsibilities. And, you know, what what do I want to do with my free time? It would be something I really love. And if somebody wants on their free time to be a demon hunter and and wear 10 million crosses, because what you described, Don, is what this this one dude was doing. You know, he had, he had the cross, he had the uh, Star of David, he had, you know, probably like every superstitious symbol super as well. Um, and, but, you know, if, if that's what he wants to do on his free time, hey, he's earned it. So, you know, to each their own. For me, I just got to do what makes me happy, which is investigate the way I like to investigate. And in the end of the day, that's good enough for me. And I'm just blessed that there's people for whatever reason. I, I mean, partially of it is, I think it's luck by chance that, you know, I got discovered by other people on YouTube that I was putting these videos up and, and people dig it. And it's kind of become more than I ever thought it would uh, become. But at the end of the day, it's just it really, yeah. it's back <laughs> yeah. to basics. It's, it's really just doing it because I love it and doing it because this is the way I want to do it. That um, <clears throat> since you since you just brought that up, Alejandro, that brings me to like the next question. Did you um, did you ever think that that this would blow up for you the way it has, or like your YouTube channel would just get as much traction as it has? And uh, did you is this like um, is this surreal to you? Uh, no, a- absolutely not. I did not expect. Um, it to become this thing where, you know, I have over 45,000 fans. If you, you know, add up Facebook and YouTube, I, I mean, it's not why I started, honestly, and it's not what I intended. Um, so it is surreal for sure. Uh, the reason I, you know, I told you why I do the, the paranormal part, but the reason I film it is because, you know, that on the, it kind of goes back to being a kid as well. You know, when I say kid, my friends and I, we would make, uh, videos just for ourselves. We would make, uh, videos that we would take to school and show at our, if, if there was a class project, we would make a video instead of, you know, writing a paper or something. We would make a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that, that was our go-to thing. And so we were making like parodies of movies, you know, and this is before YouTube, you know, this is when you had to make it, you know, on a VHS tape and somebody had to have access to a, to a, to an editing deck and we would shoot it at my friend, uh, our, our church, my friend, John, his mom, uh, Rosemary Meganella. She, she, she worked in the, uh, the, the school, the Catholic school at our church. So they would let us film in that building in the weekend. So we would film Star Trek spoofs. We'd film, uh, spoofs and movies. We did, uh, our arachnophobia instead of arachnophobia. <laughs> That's cool. Because, you know, when I was in seventh grade, we were in the first, um, Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Um, dances, uh, with wolfers. I don't know what that means because that's supposed to be dancing wolves. Uh, sleeping with, sleeping with an enema. <laughs> I want to see that one. <laughs> well, we're working, uh, we're working on the sequel. No, uh, but nice. you know, it's, 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 we were making those, we were making those movies, um, when we were kids. And so when I started making YouTube videos, I did not intend to make uh, a ghost hunting show. I actually intended just to put up random videos whenever I felt like it. And that's what I did for about a year. Mm-hmm. I, um, I put up videos about zombies, uh, parkour, my weak attempt at it, uh, video mm-hmm. games, just whatever kind of interested me. And so, with that, I uh, made some ghost hunting videos, uh, with it, with a camera that wasn't even night vision. I mean, if you look, if you find the videos, they're still up there. I, I shot them with a camera, regular camera with no light vision. And I mean, you can't even see anything. Mm. Uh, but, uh, I did it because it was something else I was interested in, just like those other things. But the thing is, is that's the video that for some reason people responded to. Mm-hmm. And people, even as I was making other videos, people were asking me, when am I going to do another ghost hunting video? 
And even to the point where other paranormal, real paranormal groups started asking me if I went to go investigate with them. Mm-hmm. And I did, you know, I drove to Arizona, a group on YouTube who, who used to like my videos before I even did a ghost hunt video. The minute I did one, they said, Hey, dude, you got to come out and investigate with us. So I went to Tombstone, Arizona, you know, where Doc Holiday and, That's uh, cool. Wyatt Earp did their thing. And, yeah. and I did an investigation. And I was like, Oh, wow. I mean, this is really real. There are real investigators. This is like the TV show, but not like the TV show because this, this is for real. Mm-hmm. And just out of them watching one of my YouTube videos and me saying, Yeah, I'll go to Arizona. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, not being afraid to take a, a risk and go somewhere just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned from somebody how to do it and the thing just, Snowballed into Snowball whatever it on is. Snowballed its own, yeah. And so I just did more paranormal videos. It became the stain, and mm-hmm. then I was like, "Well, I want to have a name for the show, and <clears throat> I kind of wanted it to be exploration. I was in history, not all ghosts necessarily. My, I, I, to me, kind of my big inspiration was Destination Truth. I don't know if any, if y'all have ever seen that show on TV. I've heard of it. So uh, I, to me, I came up with the exploring, and I mean, it just happened so naturally. It's, mm-hmm. I didn't plan it. Mm-hmm. It's not. I didn't go in with an agenda. It it just kind of happened. I'll, I'll, sometimes I tell my wife. Sometimes I don't even know who the explorer is. Just it just who is this the explorer guy? <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. It kind of just became the stain, and um, oh, and, and it just happened. It just happened. Like it happened for a reason. I it, can't explain why, but it just happened for a reason. Isn't it funny how like some of the best things in life like just kind of happen by accident, and uh, and it's like a fate thing. And and we've had like other guests that. Big conversation point for us, yeah. Oh yeah, we've, we've brought this up many times, but like <clears throat> other successful guests, like they have something in common where like they do whatever they're doing for the passion of it and because they love it and it just blows up into something. Um, <clears throat> I think that's the, um, that's the key, you know, like if your motivation is because you love something and you're passionate about it, I think you're going to be good at it and it's, you know, it's going to be successful. So, uh, you seem like a really intelligent guy. I love the the uh, the name of the show, by the way, Dead Explorer. It's, that's a that's a cool uh, cool name. It's definitely Thanks. not like ghost, you know. No, it's very house. unique. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah thank you. Very, very Super catchy. Super grabby. And cool. uh, it is. It is about that time, though, Dave. Rapid we have fire? we've actually scooted up to like an hour in a breeze. Man, I didn't even realize how fast I came through. Um, it's been a very enjoyable. Oh yeah, uh, you've been so um, conversation. So yeah. generous for your time, Alejandro. Thank you. Uh, um. But this is the point. Nobody's free of it. And I do have some questions from uh, other episodes because I just wanted to get them across being a paranormal guy. Sure. Um, but this is its also just kind of a mixture of anything. You can answer. You, know, you can skip them. You can say whatever you want. You can go 180 degrees. We used to kind of have light rules, and then all the guests just destroyed it. So <laughs> you, you'll, you'll get the idea if you ever listened before. Like I would ask you right now, which would you rather have in your hand, beer or wine? Uh, beer, definitely. Okay. You have a specific Although, brand. Um, I like the, the stouts. Beer. Stouts, oh, yeah? definitely. Yeah, the dark stuff. Although, whenever I'm kind of feeling like I want to make it a little bit longer, I'll I'll drink Coors Light. But uh, that's a big difference. <laughs> it is a big difference, but it depends on what kind, you know how 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 I'm ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? You know? I will say, <laughs> if, I want, if I want to make it, it's going to be the, the Coors Light. If I want to just kind of. Last a little while, but have a good time. It's definitely going to be the stouts. <laughs> this is definitely not rapid fire, but but uh, if you get the chance, there's a, a brewery called Left Hand Brewery, and they make one called Nitro Stout. It's uh, pretty fantastic, and I'm not a big stout guy, and I'm not endorsed by them. Although, if you guys want to give me free beer, I'd drink enough of your damn good juju anyhow. 
Um, but uh, yeah, they have one called Nitro Stout. If you find nice. it, you should check it out. I, I think I've had a Nitro Stout. I'm not sure if that's just uh, a common name, but I, I think I've heard of it for, at least. So yeah, definitely. It's good stuff. All right, so on to the next one. Would you rather go and see stand-up comedy or a comedy movie? Um, I would rather see uh, stand-up comedy routine on tv how about that so oh, it's a combination of diplomatic of you <laughs> <laughs> no i i love comedies obviously i do love uh i do love comedic movies um and the the, the thing is i really admire comedians for what they do i yeah. think what they do is amazing uh i realized that podcast hosts what they do is amazing too and that is amazing <laughs> too. so if you had given me that option i would have said unbiased. i would listen to a podcast but you think so okay, right. yeah. the next one that is i'm listen to a podcast there you go no, there, <laughs> you don't have to be diplomatic like i said you could say anything you could be like yeah, I hate just show i'm just having fun I, and i wasn't trying to be diplomatic um you know i, I honestly the reason why i say that is i would watch a stand-up routine on my tv then get yeah. out of the house go somewhere and and see him in person. I mean, I have on occasion. I saw I saw Dave Chappelle way back in the day. Dude, he was um, I, I'm trying to think who else. I, I feel like Dave Chappelle's the only one I really made an effort to go see. I, though I have seen, you know, some He's local. He's pretty acts. awesome. Well, yeah, we yeah. actually saw him stand up as well too. And the thing is, when I was younger, I think I went to go see more. But it does get to be the point when you get into your at least getting through your 30s and into your 40s. I would imagine it's the same. It's you know, it's it's the money to get like either a babysitter, or a dog sitter, whatever it is. It's the money to get there. You know, it's the long lines, and it's like you're in a seat that's like behind the uh, pillar, and you can't see the comedian. And then on TV, it's like perfect 1080p. You know? like, exactly. Yeah. So that's that's actually why I answered it that way because I right. do I do like stand up routines, and I admire what to do. But to me, I would watch him in my own house. Okay. All right. So on to the next one. Uh, would you rather have horns on your head or tail on your ass? Definitely the horns. It's more badass. Horns are the cooler, horns? yeah. I yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Which is sexier to you, a French accent or a German accent? French. Yeah, I think that was kind of an obvious one. <laughs> I had to change it up because I already asked it before, and I was like, eh, I need to just kind of shuffle this. Anyhow, uh, would you rather uh, be hiking a mountain or flying a jet? Uh, oh, wow. That'd be cool to fly a jet. I've never... You know, know, like you mean like fly fly? Like you're like in the F-16, cockpit flying? Like you're the That'd pilot. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll just stick to what I know and hiking the mountain. I love hiking. I, uh, people, you know, yeah, I like, I like, that's what I like to do. Uh, <laughs> me too. Nature. I love it. Now here's, yeah, a me simple, too. here's a simple one. Would you rather pop some bubble wrap or pop some bubble gum? Uh, bubble wrap. I don't know how to pop. I don't know how to blow a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I never figured it out. I'm 38. I don't know how to blow a bubble, but I know how good it is to blow, uh, pop some bubble pop. Or bubble wrap. Yeah. It's addictive. Can't turn it down, man. Uh, anytime you walk past. This is one of my favorite ones I brought up from the past here. Would you would you rather have annoying neighbors or bad internet connection? Oh, I think I have to go with bad internet connection. Really? Yeah, annoying neighbors are the worst. Yeah, you yeah, can't I sleep with some crazy neighbors, man. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, or when you want to move and you're just not happy, yeah, that's just the worst. It is. That's, that's actually why I put that in there. It's from personal experience. Oh, no, I, I feel you. <laughs> Believe me. If you could relive, I really like this question actually. This, this is one of my favorites that I just love to hear people's responses. If you could relive one year in your life, which would it be? Ooh, um, you know, I, 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 when I look back, I think that one of the funnest years I had was, uh, back in 1999. Um, it was the year I turned 21. 
uh, I was living in New York City. I was working at a underground hip hop label, uh, basically getting paid in pizza and other stuff. And, <laughs> and it was a lot that's, of fun. That's kind of paycheck, dude. You get that, the munchies that, and the food. That, that you got it. That, that was it. So it was a blast. And it's also, and I, I, you know, it might sound like I'm saying this just to, to suck up, but it's also the year I met my wife. So 1999 was a very good year. Hey, man, it sounds awesome, like a year. Awesome. Um, now, if you could travel through time to any mm-hmm. place, now we had to like explicitly state this because last time it went way too far. You had a bubble, <laughs> you're safe, you can do anything, you're not going to get injured. Would you rather travel to the past or travel to the future? Oh wow, that's pretty. I didn't, I didn't think you were going to say to the future. That's a really cool question. I, oh God, what do you want to know? Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I mean, do you want to go in the past and see something that, you know, like dinosaurs or Albert Einstein, or do you want to go into the future? I think I'd go with the past, uh, just because I'm a big history buff, and I think I maybe I'd be scared about what I see in the future. Yeah. Although I'm sure there's pretty, you know, some bad stuff in the past. It'd be really cool to go back in time and see it. So who, I think I'd rather go back in the past. Who would you go to visit? Mm. You know, a, a couple of things pop into mind. Uh, you know, I was. You know, I was a big Sherlock Holmes fan growing up. Yeah. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, so maybe some Victorian England kind of gaslight type stuff. Um, you know, all the Italian Renaissance would be really neat. Uh, you know, ancient Egypt, the Greeks, it'd just be a lot. I don't know which one I would pick, but maybe I'd go back and try to figure out what happened to Atlantis, huh? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> you could just say you have a TARDIS. You're just going to travel everywhere. There you uh, go. We'll, we'll funny, go with that. <laughs> funny little side thing, Alejandro. Um, I have visited the Gillette Castle. Uh, William Gillette played, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Um, that's up in, uh, East Haddam, I believe, uh, Connecticut. It was really cool. It's like, a, it's like a little mini, like, it's a mini castle. I mean, it, it was really cool. They give like a tour and stuff like that. The property was like just beautiful. And, um, there was like a video they showed, like, you know, showing like all his films. Like, I think he plays Sherlock Holmes the most, like on film hmm. out of uh, any other actor. But anyway, go ahead. Don. If he's not Benedict Cumberbatch, I don't know him. <laughs> I'm just joking. I actually read the old books, the uh, author Conan Doyle. I think, you know what I think is really neat is, um, and I, I don't, you know, a lot of times you think way back in the past, but I, I think that whole golden age of Hollywood. It's kind of a neat period as well. If you ever go yeah, out to that's L- L.A., a good point. yeah, yeah, like kind of like Chinatown, Jack Nicholson type, yeah. Hollywood, early, L.A. Early mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, like uh, it, back when you know, like uh, what was it, like cars were dangerous but safe, uh, sex was safe type thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, just that whole you know period. That would probably be cool. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That's actually a good point. Um, all right, now we're going to go into a bit of the paranormal stuff that I stole from the other episode with the paranormal guy because it was too funny not to bring back up. But someone tells you that they can bring a spirit out that you can actually study, but it requires a sacrifice. Would you rather sacrifice a goat or a horse? <laughs> yeah, it's a serious question now. <laughs> so somebody says they could do this or you just ask? Yeah, yeah, them? yeah. Somebody comes up to you and they says, look, look, Alejandro, I got, I got a spirit I can bring out. I, but we I need ain't to sacrificing any animals to see a ghost. That's all good. That's a fair I'm, enough question. Fair answer. You said you're not going to sacrifice any? No. Good I don't enough. need to see them that bad. Hey, man, I like that. That's <laughs> nice. cool. We take any answers here. 
The points don't matter at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm a big wuss. I, I don't kill animals. I mean, I get it. I mean, I, th- I think, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for people who, who, who still keep up the customs of being able to take care of themselves by, by doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wish I could be that way. Uh, I wish I was independent on, you know, the, on the economic, world around us like grocery stores for me to eat mm-hmm. but i i also know who i am you know <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big uh i respect that alejandro i'm a big animal lover myself and um i don't i don't get hunting for sport i mean i get it if you're gonna hunt to eat for the food. animal for food. But, yeah. but just to kill it and put the hat on your wall i don't i don't agree that with that um but recently there was a guy who you know he didn't shoot this bear from like a 100 yards away with a rifle he used a spear and this guy was like what? about 50 feet from like a black bear. You can go on YouTube and look it up. Wow. Uh, like man kills bear with a spear. It may be like longer than 50 feet, but he was pretty darn close. And he actually killed the bear with a spear. That's and insane. there was a lot of backlash to it because people were saying, oh, it's like inhumane and this and that. But um, I, I, I kind of respected that he like went in there and he wasn't with like technology, oh, you know, that's, far that's, away. That's he, the common argument. Down and dirty. That- yeah, that's the common argument is if you want to go kill a creature, why don't you go out there without the, without the camo, without the scent tracer <clears throat> stuff and without the gun. And you're right, man. That's just I, like, you got to respect you what, dude, takes this beer and This guy, to, 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 my, to my understanding, he's like an athlete. He's a pretty big guy too. So he was able to do that. But if he would have missed, <sighs> you're done. You would have never seen that video. No. That's for damn <laughs> no, sure. Right? That camera would still be sitting up in the woods waiting for him to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right, on to the last one. On to the last one, um, which is another one I stole uh, because you're the paranormal dude. Um, next week during an investigation, you trip down some stairs, land on your head, and have a near-death experience. Uh, during your time passed out, you see an apparition that says you have two choices. One, you can continue to the other side and see the other side interact with it, but you'll never be able to speak of it to anyone ever. Or two, you can go back to your body now and remember the questions from the apparition and you can talk about it, but that's as far as it gets. Which would you pick? Oh, I think I'd have to go to the other side, even if I don't remember. So you would, you would take the full trip then? Yeah, because then I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember that I forgot. So for mm-hmm. a second, I'd get to check it out. And then well, the thing I, is- I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the guilt of, uh, like, would I be, would, so if I came back. Oh, you'd remember it. I'd remember that I got oh, the yeah. chance to see it, but I already forgot what it looks like. No, no, no. You remember it. You just can't speak of it. Oh, I can't speak of it. I'm okay. Yeah, like you're, you're bound because if you speak of it, demon hell man hunter is going to come out. No, and I'm get cool you with that. Okay. All right. Yeah, cool that's that. fair. See, I thought the same thing too when I asked you before. I'm of that way. I would just go and do it. And if I didn't yeah. have to tell anybody, screw them, man. They already don't know. <laughs> yeah. And who would believe you anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. But you would have the Cer- confidence. Certainly not the YouTube people. <laughs> well, the, yeah. the crazy thing is, is would you still then go uh, ghost hunting at that point? If you already knew, if you were like 100%, you'd be like, I'm done. Time to pick up a new hobby. <laughs> I'm I going golfing. Depends, I guess it depends on what I see, right? Yeah. yeah. Very true. But uh, do you have anything you want to plug, uh, Alejandro? Any websites, your channel on YouTube, uh, social media? Yeah, I appreciate it. And, uh, I appreciate being on the show, Don Dave. Uh, so yeah, the website's dexplore.com. It's going to be the best place for people to find out, to find new videos, to find out about events. Uh, I'll do, occasionally do ghost hunting events open to the public. Um, and to follow me on social media. So the Facebook and Twitter 
links are on there as well. And I create original stuff for all of that. So there's going to be live videos on Facebook. Uh, there's going to be 360 degree videos on Facebook and then, then that, that you won't find anywhere else. And on the flip side, cool. uh, on YouTube, you're going to find, you know, 17, 18, 19 minute long videos, full investigations for people who want to sit down and watch a lot of, you know, maybe watch a bunch of episodes. And then Twitter's just a place I have a lot of fun. That's where kind of, I'm a little bit, it's a mixture of just being myself. So I'll, I'll tweet about, you know, the Longhorn games because I, you know, I'm a, a, I went to UT. I'm a Longhorn alumni. Uh, and then at the same time, I'll, I'll tweet about, uh, the paranormal. I'll tweet about filmmaking, about you know tips on how to do good at YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Just kind of the things that I'm really interested in. So I have a lot of fun with Twitter. And so people can go to the links on Dexport.com and subscribe and like those pages and follow, and and they'll get something really cool out of all of it. All right, awesome. Um, I just want to say, Alejandro, thank you for being on. It was a pleasure, really enjoyable. Um. Uh, you were really, really generous with your, with your time. And for the listeners, you heard it. Go check out Dead Explorer if you're curious about the paranormal. And there's a lot of other great content on those, uh, on those sites. Oh yeah. So I think that pretty much wraps us up. We, we cleared an hour. I mean, it felt like 20 minutes to me. I don't know about you guys. Time um, flies when you're having fun. <laughs> great time. Yeah. Thanks yeah, big great. time, uh, Alejandro for coming out. So, um, Here's our shameless plugs, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Funny Blunt Truth. You can find us. Just go into Google. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere, right, Dave? I mean, we're we're like the Kim Kardashian of podcasts right now. Yes, so. <laughs> it's not hard to find. Just Google us, uh, subscribe on iTunes, which is huge, rate us, and yeah. uh, thanks Give for listening. Thumbs up, thumbs down, comments, whatever it is. Any uh, Any... Show suggestions, ideas, rapid fire ideas, funny blunt truth podcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Alejandro of Dead Explorer. Go check out his YouTube channel. Super nice dude for being on the show. For Dave, myself, Don, this has been episode 33 of Funny Blunt Truth. We'll see you on the next one.